No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday night. Daily Boogie Podcast. How the fuck are you? It's good to see you. Hope you had a lovely day, because I certainly did. We've got so much to get through in so little time. I was going to open up the show tonight. If you want to share the show out, please do. If you don't want to, whatever. Um, If you want to tip the show, you know how to do it. Other than that, Let's just get right into it. Because I was going to open the show tonight with a story about... I'm just going to cut the intro music. Let's just get hook right in here while it's fresh. This is perfect. This is perfect. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Some might say that I'm a loner. But I just call it being free. I had something lined up before the show to talk about awkward conversations, but maybe let's do this awkward conversation instead, because while my intro music was playing, I saw this on Twitter's trending list. So I gave a little click. Coffee Talk Cassandra with the diamond jumping in. Jump in. Mr. Fun, give me with the diamond. Are your fucking diamonds working today? No, try again. Try another one, see if that works. I didn't hear anything. Chat, did you hear any diamond alert? I'm sure the chat is going to say no, Kimmy, so probably try again. Over and over and over and over. Until we get it right. So, I like like I said, thank you for, thank you for the tips. Um, while the intro was playing, I was... I just had Twitter on and I saw this was trending and I thought, well, we'd best give that a little look. <laughs> I can't hear a thing. <laughs> You're all fucking dickheads. It's <laughs> enough. not reading any of them because you're all just being dicks see we were having like a little laugh you just had to go and ruin it like always Mr. Fun give me the diamond is this thing on what thing what the hell are you talking about chat said they can't hear anything chat said they couldn't hear a damn thing so I don't know what you're talking about Anyway, speaking of love, we've got to get to this. It's very important. It's vitally important that we, we get to this story, which I just <laughs> I learned about three minutes before the show started. Less than, less than three minutes. 90 seconds, I'm going to call it. While the intro was playing, I thought I'd give it a click for the podcast listeners. Uh, the topic on Twitter is... Minister of Fun, give me the diamond. It's not funny if we don't overdo it. Overdo what? <laughs> overdo what? What the hell are you talking about? 
there's no alert. Batman. (laughs) Hang on. My apologies. Batman's sidekick Robin explores his sexuality in new comic. Can't wait for this. We've been waiting so long for this. Coffee Talk Cassandra with the Diamond at this. What? Batman's third Robin, Tim Drake, has served on it. Has he had three Robins? God, he goes through them, doesn't he? Not much of a career for a, you know, good-looking young boy. Sounds like he chews them up and spits them out. Batman's third Robin, Tim Drake, has served off and on as the caped crusader's sidekick for more than 30 years. In the latest comic, Batman Urban Legends, it's an urban legend, they've been whispering about this. Volume 6, Tim realises that he has romantic feelings for his male friend, Bernard. However, Megan Fitzmartin, the writer, stated there are no labels attached to his sexuality (laughs) just yet, saying, quote, Tim is still figuring himself out. Okay. So Batman sidekick, apparently going to be on a gay thing now. (laughs) First of all, it's been, hasn't it kind of been an open joke for 30 years? Like, isn't Robin like the least in the closet out of the, you know, superhero sidekicks yet to come forward as homosexual? I think that's the one where like all the sci-fi fans would probably go, yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) You know? He's probably the most kind of stereotypically, quote-unquote, Hollywood gay one out of all of them. What are we going to do today, Batman? But, I mean, what's it, what's what's the end game here, though? Because I wouldn't have thought it really mattered. Whether we like it or not, there's a, there's a kind of asexuality to it, even though comic book people engage in relationships. It's not really... It's never like a very, very deep thing. It's something that helps write stories. You know what I mean? So what's the end game? Like, is it, you know, Robin, I need you to suck my cock right now. If you don't suck my cock right now, Robin, the Joker is going to win. We can't allow Gotham to fall into the hands of these bigots. Holy snap and duck shit, Batman. There are people out there with tiki torches. We can't have this, Robin. This is the penguins doing. Have you seen the size of that guy's nose? What else could it be? Winning TV with the diamond. Come on, man. Tiny, short, small, yellow cape. It was obvious all along, wasn't it, Bill? I mean, the, the signs were there. Is he dying his own pantyhose or... Does he buy them in like that? And his uniform was always clean, like he'd never even been in a fight. Robin, are you going to do something? Well, you know, I just got this out of the out of the dry cleaners. I wanted to look good for the for the shoot, you know. I knew that I knew the press would be here. I just kind of wanted to look good for that. Are you angry at me for trying to make something of this? We've spoken about this before. 
Are these comics just going to descend into basically soap operas at this point? Probably. Because, I mean, if, if this is important, then I can't imagine the violence is going to be much fun for people. Can we still do the violence stuff? I mean, I'll accept a little bit of gay sex as long as somebody's getting their ass kicked at the end. So there you go. Batman's new, uh, Batman's new angle got a gay friend <laughs> he's got a gay friend who dresses up with you know dresses up like him and they go on adventures together here's what we all need an answer to because as you know social distancing everybody's locked up in their homes there's been a lot of people recently on the internet kind of you know expressing themselves saying that they're not sure that they're going to be able to readjust back into social life because they've been kind of a hermit for the last 12 months or so. So there's a lot of panic going on out there. There's a lot of instruction going on out there because, of course, when you have, when you kind of whip up, hey, don't you think it's going to be hard to get out of lockdown? I mean, it's going to be so tricky talking to people again. I mean, I've just gotten so used to my own routine. You know, it's going to be so hard. It's going to be awful. You start with that kind of thing. And then you bring out the experts to solve the problem for you that you didn't even know you had. (laughs) How could you? You're still inside. You don't know if you've had a problem with social issues yet because you haven't had any. I mean, you know, give it a crack first. But just in case, that's too much to ask. Uh, This NBC affiliate in Washington very conveniently uh, put together this little piece and I thought we should walk our way through this so we can learn together, you know, how we can get on in the real world again if we ever get back to it, which we probably won't. The article asks, do you feel weird asking a co-worker about their vaccination status? Here's five ways to start a conversation. (laughs) No, I feel totally relaxed in this uh, social environment. I read an article on CNBC this morning which instructed me the exact way to go about asking my co-workers if they've received the vaccine or not. Now, Now I'm confident going into my little social setting with whether it be the lunchroom or bumping into each other at the lift or maybe just like getting out of your car. You might see them in the drive-thru of like the coffee shop or something. You want to be armed. You And here's what the experts are telling us is the correct way to ask your co-workers whether or not they've received a vaccine. So, so you can have peace of mind because it's really, it's your right to know their personal stuff, isn't it? It really is. I mean, they should understand if if they want to be a friend with you, that you're going to be able to just kind of intrusively demand answers to very private questions from them at any at any point, at any notice, no notice, and you're just going to have to kind of cough Happy up the goods. Minister of Fun underscore Kimmy tipped five dollars. You had to see this one coming. I don't know what it is. Okay, yeah, but Batman's not gay though. So they're gonna have one straight guy 
Batman fucks. So they're going to have one straight guy and then one gay guy. He's he, So they're not a gay duo. They're not a gay crime-fighting team now. It's Batman and his gay friend. That's the, that's the story now. Batman, Batman and his gay friend. And his gay friend, I hope they turn him into a sassy gay. I really do. Because I want to see Batman. The criminals have taken over Gotham City. And sometimes you have to do bad things to bad people so the good people can keep on being good. Oh, Batman, you crazy girlfriend. <laughs> Mm-mm, honey. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're kicking ass up in here. It's gonna be so good. Mmm, <laughs> yeah. That's what I hope. I well, you know, I want to see that Batman movie in the future, don't you? I'd go watch it. And call it has to be called though, Batman and his gay friend. Thank you for the video, Kimmy. So here's here's one potential question you can ask your coworker if you're trying to figure out whether or not they've been vaccinated. Here's some friendly tips, okay? So how about this statement? Okay, so imagine you're sitting down in your cubicle. <laughs> Your coworker is next to you at their cubicle, at their workstation. And you're thinking, you're racking your brain. How can I figure out whether or not they're vaccinated and therefore safe to share desk space with, you know? Or am I going to have to put up like some kind of perspex shield between me and my coworker just in case? Because if they don't give me the answer I want, then how can I trust them? You know, they, they should really just cough up the information I'm demanding of them. So we have to be smarter about how we ask it. We can't just come out and ask it like a normal person. So here's the line. I'm vaccinated. I'm going to continue masking because I'm not sure about other people. So this, I, I imagine this would be an icebreaker. Bluntly asking a co-worker for their vaccination status can create tension. <laughs> Have you been asked uh, of your vaccination status yet? Press, press one in the chat if somebody somewhere has asked you whether or not you've been vaccinated. Somebody's, somebody's asked me if I have. You know how they asked me? They said, yo, you, you vaccinated? <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> That's how they asked. Don't, don't you think it's kind of weird to plan ahead? I mean, if you really want to know, wouldn't you just say, hey, have you got it? Or what's going on there? And if you don't think it right to ask because you don't know the person well enough, then stick with that instinct. <laughs> stick with that line of thought. Maybe it's something you don't have to know. Just the thought. No, fuck that. <laughs> Everybody report in with your with your passports now. Want to see what kind of diseased filth we're dealing with here in the office. Get them out. Why haven't we banned them already from the building? Thank you for coming. See you in there. Why are they still in here? We should have built an office for them in the basement by now. I mean, they're touching things in the lunchroom, coffee cups, milk containers. Oh, God. Whose bread is that in there? I don't even want to know. It's nine in the city How about this one? How about this? What if, okay, you're, you're sitting in your cubicle 
and you turn to your co-worker, who is now, I suspect, behind a Perspex shield at your insistence. You've also got, like, big dishwashing gloves on. The kind that they hand out in a prison kitchen when you're forced to wash up. They go up to your elbows. They're really heavy. And if they fill up with water, it's it's awful. It's disgusting. So you're in you're in your little cubicle. You've got your protective wall of, uh, you know, this oxygen barrier between you and the person sitting next to you. You've got your big gloves on. You're masking, of course. You're always masking. Always. At work, in the toilet, driving home. At home, alone with your cats. Must be continue to you know wear the mask because we don't know really the science could evolve and next thing you know you've got cat COVID on your hands and you don't want that I mean COVID kills so be serious wear your mask at home alone all the time so you've got your mask on you might have one of those I actually saw a couple a lovely like little old uh, Asian couple walking through Sydney the other night and they had matching uh, face shields on you know those ones that clip around the forehead and it's just a you know a plastic shield in front of their face <clears throat> and it was lovely they were holding hands enjoying a nice stroll of the evening obviously obviously enjoying their allotted exercise for the day that they've been privileged with and I thought that's very sweet you know, love can exist even in these troubling times the funniest thing about it though was they both had masks but they were wearing the masks around their chin they weren't wearing them over their face and nose like I, I thought you were supposed to. So they had the, sh- the face shield on, but the mask off under the shield. I mean, you know. Other than that, just having a, a nice leisurely stroll in the middle of the night down the road. <laughs> Good on them. That was very funny. Okay, how about this? So you're sitting there, you're all geared up, your co-worker's there behind the shield, and you say this to them. We're sitting close here in our shared office. Do you mind if I ask if you're vaccinated or not? So you're asking permission to ask the question, but again, that's a very weaselly thing. See, if somebody asks me something like that, do you mind if I ask X? Right? You know, here's the thing. If somebody says, do you mind if I ask if you're vaccinated or not? And I'll say, no, I don't mind. And I'll go, oh, okay, so are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm not answering. <laughs> I'm not answering your question. I don't mind if you ask because I don't I don't care. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and then it's over. See? See how easy that was? It's a, it's a real conflict avoidance uh, golden ticket. Hey, do you mind if I ask if you're vaccinated or not? No, sure. Go for it. Okay. Are you vaccinated? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm not telling you that. <laughs> none of your business really I thought you didn't mind if I ask I don't (laughs) ask again if you want are you vaccinated I'm not telling you that none of your business (laughs) and then it's done it's over no we've got to make we've got to make all forms of human interaction complicated now how about this one I know vaccination is really personal (laughs) that's that's the opening line Really? It doesn't that doesn't seem like you believe that. Since you've since you've cooked up five ways to ask somebody, it doesn't seem like you think it's personal at all. Quote, I know vaccination is really personal. It's something I want other people to know about me, which is why I'm asking. Look, 
Imagine that. Look, I'm vaccinated and I just want you to know that I am vaccinated so you can feel safe when you're with me. If someone said something like that to me, I would just, I don't know, I don't even know what I'd say. I don't think I'd be rude. I think I'd probably just stand up very politely, not say a word and just leave. <laughs> Honestly, like what can I say? It's not worth, any, any words that come out of your mouth in that kind of a situation aren't worth saying. There's nothing you can say to satisfy that person. You've only got, remember, you've only got a line or two. There's nothing I can really contextualize and boil down to an effective point where if somebody came up to me and said, I know vaccination is really personal. It's something I want other people to know about me, which is why I'm asking about you. I think I would go like, <laughs> all right, man. And then walk out. You know, See you later, man. I'm going home. I mean, it's complicated out there. It's tough out there. You don't know what you're going to do when you eventually get allowed outside again. I mean, the world will be a different place. Well, it'll be like Brooks getting out of jail in Shawshank Redemption. I saw me a car once when I was young. I, I saw me a young girl eating a frozen yogurt once without a mask on when I was young. She only had a face shield on so I could see her face under the shield. She didn't have a mask on though. So of course, halfway through her frozen yogurt, uh, you know, the authorities pulled over, baton striked her to the back of the knees, dragged her into a van and we never saw her again. <laughs> that was a great day. She was so pretty getting dragged into the back of that unmarked van. We made eye contact there for a minute. It was so nice. If someone balks or gets angry that you've asked their vaccination status, this is the article, try to stay positive and warm. If things are getting heated, most important thing to do is to find a point of agreement with the person. So this is basically an instructional guide on how to manipulate someone into telling you whether or what their stance on vaccines is. This is essentially what we're dealing with here. And this is in uh, NBC Washington. Let me pop this in the chat for you. She might appreciate that. I mean, and if somebody at some point tries to use one of these moves on you, then of course you'll have, you know, their Bible to refer to. How about this one? I have young kids at home who can't be vaccinated and I'm really worried about them. So make the other person feel guilty for your children. I mean, this is this is productive stuff here, isn't it? Isn't this fantastic? It's, it's like the anarchist cookbook for, you know, office sociopaths. <laughs> it's like, well, no, here's what I'll ask if they feel like, if they look like they're under pressure, what I'll do is I'll leverage my family against their sense of better judgment. Then they'll give me what I want. <laughs> hey? Practical work workplace advice. Is the company considering a vaccine mandate? That's a good question to ask. That's probably that's probably the only question that really makes sense here. Because if you say something like, is the company considering a vaccine mandate, then you'll find out straight away what the other person thinks because they'll either go, I hope so, or fuck no, that's it. Then you'll know. And you can be innocent. And then you can walk out of the room whistling. And you know, there's a lot of screaming coming from the back dock. 
And they're like, what are they fighting about? I don't know. They're fighting about vaccines. What? You're fucking full of shit. You're a fucking QAnon piece of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you can start that shit happening and then just walk out, stroll out with your hands in your pockets. I don't know. I don't know. They're fighting about the vaccine or something. Just walk into the next kind of team meeting and go, hey, guys, is the company considering a vaccine mandate? And then watch them all peck each other to death. So that's a good one, I think. They did good there. That is actually practical advice. You can use that, kids. It's not copyrighted. You can take that home. It's yours. Enjoy it. Um, I saw this a while ago. I can't remember why I saved it, so let's have a look. Dr. Fauci, do you agree with Randy Weingarten, the head of the largest teachers union in the country, who came out yesterday and said, yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools? Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. Okay. I mean, we are in... Wow, that, that was really unexpected, wasn't it? <laughs> Professor, would you say it's time for our viewers to start cracking each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? Yes, I would, Kent. It, it, really, it really depends on what you remember from The Simpsons, whether or not you're somebody who's like, ah, they were telling the future, or ah, they were so sexist, racist, or those kinds of little life hacks teaching a, a whole generation of cynical, you know, 30-year-olds uh, how not to trust anything they see on the news. Would you say now is the time to crack each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? Yes, I would, Ken. That's what they were teaching you there. In the, That's called subtext. It's very cool. Yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools. Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. I'm going to upset some people on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up until now, it's just been peachy keen roses, fucking beer and Skittles for, for Tony Fauci and the crew. Up until now, everyone's loved you. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be controversial on this one and say, yes, they should wear masks all the time. Whoa. Whoa, slow down there, Fauci. This guy's off the fucking hook. This guy's a loose fucking cannon out there. Did you hear what he said? He said everybody should be wearing masks. Fuck, he's off script again. What a rebel. You know, I'm going to be controversial motherfucker on this one and say, yes, everybody put a damn mask on. <sighs> he's hot. Fauci's so hot right now. I mean, we are in a critical situation now. Yes, We've critical. We've had 615,000 plus uh -huh. deaths and we are in a major surge now as we're going into the fall, into you the search. school season. Mm -hmm. This is very serious business. Very you would serious. wish that people would see why. You have to, you actually have to say it's serious, by the way. Because a, um, you know, a reasonably sized cable news channel recently had their YouTube privileges revoked for the period of one week. And one of the things mentioned in the email that they received was, Oh no! It wasn't the th sorry. It wasn't what was mentioned in the email. I think it was just some someone's commentary or something. But they said, you know, this is a good decision basically because 
this particular channel wasn't taking the COVID threat seriously enough. And I thought, what a strange thing to accuse somebody of. Well, how seriously should I take it? And, you know, do I do I have to do like a preset number of, you know, acknowledgements in my public? Like, how, what do I, how do I portray this? How do I avoid this charge? Oh, you, bro, you're not taking it seriously enough. Just, just by you asking that of somebody else means you're taking it seriously enough for everybody. We can't live in a world where everybody's taking everything seriously all the time. What a fucking nightmare. Maybe that's what they want. Not here at Team YouTube, though. We believe in good, clean fun here at Team YouTube. Me and Suze, we've spoken about it. Susan, I like to call her Suze. I call her Suze. I mean, when you know her, her name's Suze. It's so important to get vaccinated. Yep. But you're not going to get mandates centrally from the federal government. Right. But when you're talking about local mandates, uh -huh. mandates for schools, for teachers, mm. for universities, for colleges. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told <laughs> to do something. But I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. I know you like this idea of freedom. <laughs> look, I know you like to think that you have freedom out there, but hey, look, these are desperate times, so fuck freedom. <laughs> we can't afford to have freedom right now, don't you understand? This is serious business. Very serious. Are you not taking this seriously enough? I mean, anybody who wouldn't willingly sacrifice freedom or at least a, an approved list of freedoms, anybody who wouldn't sacrifice that in the name of feeling safe, feeling protected, you know, anybody who wouldn't do that, well, I guess then, you know, they must be some kind of fool, some kind of moron, some kind of terrorist, probably. I mean, it's serious. <laughs> Sure, we like freedom, but not not right now. We can't afford to let you do what you want right now. So sorry about that. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be Maybe. told to do. So. Imagine, imagine have, imagine speaking about people liking their freedom. You know, in in the third person, like he has no idea what that means, what that concept means. It's a little psychological tell. Because he doesn't say, we like to have our freedom. You know, in those kind of little, in those little subconscious moments, it, he's not all in this together with us, is he? Right? It's not we're all on the same team. We're all doing what we can here. We're all on the same page here. We're all on the same team here. We're all in this together, etc. It's like, no, no, no. No, I know people out there like their freedoms. I know you people out there, you know, you peasants out there. I, look, I'm sorry. I know people like the, the idea of their freedoms, <laughs> but unfortunately, we just can't allow that right now. I mean, right there in front of you. Of course, people don't really care because, hey, he's keeping everybody safe. He's protecting you. You should be fucking happy. 
happy that a man like this is looking after you so much. I thought this you might find of interest because there is a little bit of news about it at the moment for the infrastructure bill. So I was looking at some stuff about it and came across this federal surveillance machine looking through your bank accounts and cryptocurrency. <laughs> oh. Sounds like we're being kept safe. I, I hope somebody is keeping my bank account safe. If you think your financial affairs are private, you need to think again. Unnoticed by most Americans. This comes from USA Today, by the way. Unnoticed by most Americans, the federal government has constructed a vast surveillance regime that, if left unchecked, threatens to destroy our right to financial privacy. Oh. Well, again, I'm sure it's all for our protection, though. I'm sure it's all for our safety when it's all said and done. The government's push to expand financial surveillance surfaced most recently in, of all places, the proposed infrastructure bill, which contains a provision designed to allow the government to hoover up information about cryptocurrencies. There's been a lot of this hoovering of late. So you have Clearview AI, which is the software which hoovers the internet for photographs which match a photo they take the, the app takes of you on the street. It sweeps the internet in fractions of a second. It can bring up all of your bios. And if you've got a LinkedIn or whatever, you know, someone takes your picture, bang, name, where you work, where you live, who you know. And all of your contacts can then go through the same treatment. No warrant. I remember reading the stories on this show, man. Um, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of law enforcement officers in North America were using this stuff, invented by an Australian, by the way, which is how I heard about it. Uh, they, were, they were using this program and, you know, openly saying, well, we haven't quite figured out the legalities yet. They were doing it regardless of whether or not it was legal. Like people were still coming to, you know, writing together uh, court cases going, hey, hang on a minute, don't just start using it. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, that's fine. We'll be all right. You know, look, the letter's in the mail, trust me. Trust me, it'll get there eventually. So all of this is really, you know, random. The government's push to expand financial surveillance service most recently in all places, of all places, pardon me, the proposed infrastructure bill, which contains a provision designed to allow the government to hoover up information about cryptocurrencies. Fortunately, that provision sparked pushback from several senators, but still the proposed reporting requirements are likely to be narrowed, but not eliminated. <laughs> hey, somebody, you know, hey, guys, it's not all bad. Some senators in there thought maybe we shouldn't do this and isn't that really just the same as winning isn't that just the same hey big win for freedom and liberty today a few guys said i don't think so and then they were ignored <laughs> they were ignored but hey at least there's a few of them in there right could be worse could it i don't know I don't, i'm not sure it could be really could be a hell of a lot better I'm not sure if it could be any worse. The provisions in the infrastructure bill are part of a larger push to force transparency onto cryptocurrency. This all sounds very promising. In the last days of the Trump administration, the US Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network proposed a rule 
that would extend certain bank reporting laws to over $10,000 cryptocurrency transactions. Did you really think that they were just going to sit back and let uh, crypto become the new money? <laughs> they were never going to do that. Now, my, my position on crypto has softened somewhat over the last couple of years. Um, I still, I, you know, I put a little bit into some, like a long-term one, but I don't even check it. I'll check it in a few years. You know, that's, yeah, you know, I've always been, it's, it's way too um, speculative for me. It's way too many ups and downs to like, nah, I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy my life if I was putting money into that shit every day. You know what I mean? Even if I did well out of it, the amount of stress and anguish that I would have to pour into it in order to make it work would be too much <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd quit very quickly but you know it's been my position from the start that the, the world's most powerful money men are not just going to sit back and let a new form of currency take over it's just not going to happen they, they have too much invested in the old currency so they'll do whatever they have to do to get whatever they need so they can have whatever they want And they want access. They want in. They want to see what you're up to out there. If you're doing crypto shit and you're doing quite well off the crypto shit, the, now is the time where the government taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, why don't you let us have a little look at what you've got there? Where'd you get that from? So where did you um, where did you start learning about this uh, crypto thing? <laughs> and you're going to have to try and explain to some kind of investigator or copper or something. You know, Oh, no, no, I just, you know, I... I put a little bit here and then it went up and then I sold it there and then I go here and then I, you know, leverage that and they're going to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this $4,000 here, how do you explain that? <laughs> You're going to have to have receipts for that shit, boy. Otherwise, I guess we're just going to have to confiscate it. We're just going to have to take it off you. Take it from you because you can't be trusted with money. We really should decide how much money you get how much you deserve and how much you're allowed to make. That's really what we're here for. You're in the government because we call that protecting you. And far from reversing course, the Biden administration recently endorsed a proposal as part of its new American Families Plan. <laughs> What's that got to do with cryptocurrency? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, Senator, I'd like to turn your attention to the new American Families Plan that we're uh, discussing today in the Senate. It includes more care for single mothers, more support for people without family networks, and cryptocurrency tax. <laughs> no, it's got a lot of great things in the family, the family, the American Families Revival Plan, we're calling it. What we're going to do is guarantee a bread, a bread basket for every family in the ghetto at least once a week. Going to come with a quart of milk too. How do you like that? That's what we're doing in there. Also, there's, there's probably going to be some kind of changes to cryptocurrency tax reporting. We're also handing out some phones. 
Hey, it's the Biden American Revival Tour. Head down to the local 7-Eleven where Kamala Harris is handing out phones and watermelon. <laughs> Get down there to the Biden van. Kamala Harris handing out pipless seedless watermelon because nobody likes the seeds. Get down there, guys. And cryptocurrency is just the beginning, the article continues. The administration's tax plan would also require that all financial institutions monitor and report on, quote, gross inflows and outflows on all business and personal accounts, ladies and gentlemen. They want to know what you've got in your account. Yeah, yeah, the business is one thing, but I think we need more access to Joe Bloggs' fucking savings account where he keeps his beer money. (laughs) We need to know what's going on in there. I mean, these people out here, I mean, I know you like to think that you have freedoms, right? I know you like to think that you're entitled to freedoms, but this is serious business. It's a pandemic out there, and now is not the time for freedom. Mandates, mandates for schools, for teachers, for universities, for colleges. I'm sorry. I I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something. But I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, that fuck, fuck freedom. Man. Fuck freedom. Do what you're told. Anthony Fauci. Uh, so there you have it. Let's do one more. I think I've got one more in me. Let's have a look here. Floyd school board suspended after refusing to comply with mask guidelines or this one. Baltimore company, <laughs> game changer, Baltimore based company set to launch COVID-19 detector in September. So which one do you want? Do you want the school board fired or do you want the COVID detection robot? One in the chat for school board fired, two in the chat for COVID detection robot. Twos have it. The twos have won the day. Let's do it. So I'm guessing this is. I'm guessing this is from Baltimore. <laughs> WBAL TV. I don't know where that is. Is it Maryland? Might be Maryland. Might be Maryland News. Anyway, game changer. Baltimore based company set to launch COVID 19 detector in September. Let's have this, shall we? Door air for COVID and it's very... Okay, get you back to the start. Can't have you sneaking off. All right, let's go. ViraWarn works like a smoke alarm. It monitors indoor air and immediately alerts yep. when particles of coronavirus or its variants nice. are detected. <laughs> if you could actually see COVID, would that make a difference? The makers of this device... <laughs> a new day is waiting for us. We got lots of fun stuff to do. <laughs> What a, what a question. 
I mean, I see a lot of masks and stuff getting around. I, like I said, I just told the story of the lovely couple wearing the matching face shields. Seen plenty of that. If you could see COVID, you ignorant fuck, would that change your opinion of it? <laughs> I don't know. Smoke alarm. It monitors indoor air. I, I love the idea that the, the machine will tell you now whether you're sick or not. You don't even have to go to a doctor now. No doctor visit. I mean, and what a what a fucking hassle. What a pain it was trying to get an appointment, sitting down there in the waiting room. Who knows what kind of diseases you have in the waiting room. If anything, we should put one of the COVID detection machines in the waiting room of the doctor's office. That way, anyone with COVID can't get in. Can't get in to see the doctor. I got told the other day the funniest thing. Uh, now, in order to get a blood test, you have to have a, a COVID test before you get a blood test. <laughs> Believe it or not. So, you know, in order to see... I, I didn't take a blood test. Somebody I know did. And it wasn't for anything like AIDS or anything, so stop fucking panicking. But apparently, before, you can't just book a blood test now. You have to get a COVID test before you get a blood test. But remember... When you're getting a COVID test, you're going to the place where all the other people who think they have COVID are. <laughs> so look, book me in for my COVID test tomorrow because the day after I've got to get a blood test and I need the thing. Ah, oh, okay. So we book you in for the COVID test. You go to the place where everybody who thinks they have COVID is. You line up, you get the test, it's negative, it's beautiful, perfect. You go off the next day, you get your blood test done, but you don't realise you took COVID into the doctor's office because you got it on the way out of the testing plane. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful, really. It's beautiful. Anyway, where were we? Oh, that's right. And I mean, God, God damn... God damn those conspiracy theorists who are talking about things like Alexa just welcoming the little machine into your home so you can get used to it. Right? Start talking to the machine. Start letting the machine tell you what to do. You know, the app tells you what buildings you're allowed to go into based on your status. The app tells you whether or not you're allowed to go to work. Because remember, um, if you get pinged by one of the apps when you sign into a place using your QR code. Happy Hanukkah, my If you get pinged by one of them, it'll send you a message. Winning underscore TV tipped $5. Thank you, sir. If they were like this, would it be better? Okay. I'll have a look. So, yeah, you'll get pinged by this fucking thing, and then the app tells you, sorry, you were in a place where somebody else we've identified had COVID at some point. Like, whether it's, like, between this this minute and that minute, or this hour and that hour. And so you need to go off, get a test right now, and you can't go to work, and, you know, you need to quarantine until you get the result. And the, the app tells you what to do. And people are like, well, I've got to go home now because the phone told me to. <laughs> Quite incredible. I mean, could you... When they were thinking up technology and stuff in the 50s and 60s, you know, futurists of the day thought we might be in flying cars by now. But we're not in flying cars, are we? No. We're in a, uh, you know, a subservient huddled mass waiting for the technology to save us. 
we're not we're not masters of our own kind of futuristic destiny. We're slaves to it. The technology now tells us what to do, not the other way around. All right, what is this? What about Buck? What the fuck is this, man? <laughs> what the fuck is this, Phil? <laughs> what is... I don't... I, do you know what? Don't even fucking tell me. I don't even want to know. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Whatever that is. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> thank you for the tip, Phil. DLive.tv slash winning TV. Phil D'Angelo. Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. He was on with Kitty B last night. All right, come on, we're following. We're, we're falling behind here. And it works like a smoke alarm. It monitors indoor air and immediately. People are saying Buck Rogers. You know what I know of Buck Rogers? That's a thing old people talk about. And I'm old. I'm on the sad side of my late thirties now. <laughs> if you can, if you can catch my drift. And I don't know what Buck Rogers is because it's too fucking old. <laughs> That's how old you are. Making me feel young over here. That's fantastic. Stick around. Share more of that shit. Love it. All right. Hang on. So the machines are telling us what to do. Immediately alerts when particles of coronavirus or its variants are detected. Good. If you could actually see COVID, would that make a difference? It just, you know, what's funny to me, the idea that they're finding traces of COVID in, you know, in the sewerage plants and stuff. And it's not funny, I'm not doubting that the technology exists to do that kind of thing, but just the idea of somebody kind of scraping up pieces of shit, pieces of poo, to test to see if coronavirus is in there. I mean, that's that's the extent they're going to. And I'd love to think that it's kind of a guy, you know, perched on the side of some kind of shit river just dipping in a, a beaker. <laughs> well, I know that's not the way they would do it, but that's how I like to imagine he does it. You know, scooping up a bucket full and pouring it into some kind of device that outspits, outspits the result. Yeah, we got COVID in there. All right. Send it off to the NSA. Do a taste test. Exactly. <laughs> just like what, like a cop in one of those, uh, show where, you know, you rip open the bag of Coke and just stick your pinky in there and just, yeah, that's, that's COVID shit right there. That, that human turd is definitely laced with COVID call it in. We need to set up a quarantine 10 blocks wide. Anybody who's been there, anybody who's been here today, ping their phone. Tell them they're not allowed outside again. Sir, they'll do it. They do whatever the phone tells them now. Fantastic. The makers of this device say it's the next best. I mean, if the phone, if you, if you program the phones, right? If here's a, here's a free idea for any would-be politician. Fucking take this one. Because if we're already, you know, the phone tells us what we can do and what building we can go into and whether or not we can go to work that day or what have you. If the phone is giving us all of these orders, here's an idea. Send to every unemployed person on their phone every day once, go get a fucking job. Go get a fucking job. By the, by the looks of the evidence here, I would think that morning they're going to jump up and say, you know what, I'm going to go get a fucking job today. Why are you doing that? The phone told me to. I have to. Government orders. Got to keep people safe. 
If you don't get out, if you don't go out and get a job, everyone's gonna die of I don't know whatever. Sounds good enough to me. You heard the phone. Let's go. <laughs> you heard the app. Look at this little thing. It looks like a little, looks like a little day glow police riot helmet or something. It looks like a riot helmet you'd put on a Lego character. This thing. The VirAWARN analyzes indoor air for COVID and its variants. Uh-huh. If present, it immediately alerts people with an alarm and a red light on the equipment. Oh, that's... <laughs> basically... <laughs> so basically what you're going to do is you're going to put this little fucking device, which is basically going to act like a smoke alarm slash fucking bomb alarm. And whoever the port, whoever the last person who walks into the room is, it doesn't matter. It's like farting. They're always going to be blamed for bringing COVID in. Whoever the last person is to walk in. Right. So you're going to put this in a room full of, you know, a crowded room of people. And then when this thing apparently, <laughs> apparently detects COVID in the air, it's going to alert those in the room with, you know, Loud siren-like noises and flashing lights. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good idea. And I'm sure everyone will react calmly to this. Please, everybody, single file on your way out. Grab an oxygen mask. It can be programmed to send a text or an email alert. (laughs) Cabaret in a chat. Burn the violator. It was me. <laughs> Let's get him, fellas. Minister of Fun, give me the diamond. I love how you say fart. How do you say fart? Fart. I farted. It's just like taking a test. It, prob- you- it probably sounds English to you. You want to know if that room's safe or not. You don't want to go in that room if it's not safe. You, you want people to feel good about returning to work. You want people to feel good about returning to school. Jesus Christ. I mean, safety, safety, safety. So now the little machine that's on the coffee table is going to tell me whether or not it's safe to be in the room after I go in there. Because remember, it can only detect COVID when everybody's in there. <laughs> if, the, if it's an empty room, then obviously there's no COVID being breathed. So you have to get everybody in the room first. And then the machine will tell you who's got COVID. I imagine for the very COVID distressed people, the first five minutes in a group in the room with the COVID detection bot is probably going to be five of the most stressful minutes of their fucking life. Because you're all just standing there wondering, is the machine going to go off or not? So, Bob, how's the kids? Good, good. <laughs> do you want a drink? Yeah, sure, sure. Anything. Whiskey, whatever. What do we do if it goes off in here? Oh, my God. Don't worry. I brought masks for everybody. What are we going to do to pass the time? It's okay. Robin's here. He'll suck your dick. Thank you, Batman. Don't call me Batman. Call me Anthony Falcon Fauci. Who needs freedoms anyway? All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on Streamlabs and DLive. Uh, yeah, sorry about the diamonds last night. They weren't working, but obviously they weren't. They're still not working. So we got them there. We got there in the end. <laughs> 
Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm going to take tomorrow off. I'm not going to do a show tomorrow, but I will be doing the starting block at 6.30 a.m. East Coast time Friday, if that's any consolation for you. So, apart from that, I don't know, I'll see you around. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. Don't forget to follow some of our friends. Rational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra coming up. Everybody's favourite lover of Frenchwoman Mersh will be around, I'm sure. JJ, give Royce Lopez a follow on Daywave. Frozo was in here before. Frozen Asian Sunday Night Shit Show. Major Tom, Joy Pessy. Uh, Rusty, winning TV tomorrow night with Victor Von Schroom. Check them all out. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye.